0: This is JU Israel Teacher's Lounge, where we reach out to current Gap Year students, alumni, and any interested listeners, keeping you connected to what's happening in Israel and giving you insight behind the headlines. I am your host, senior JU Israel educator Michael Unterberg, and today joined as always by co-host and director of JU Israel, Alan Goldman. How are you, Alan? Doing pretty good, Mike. Excellent. And today we are joined by Israel educator Benji Davis. How are you, Benji? I am fantastic. How are you? Good. Your arm looks better.
1: It feels much better. I Excellent. started physical therapy today. All right.
0: Yeah. Uh, we are going today to talk about post-election potpourri, where we are now a week after the elections, what the results have brought about, and where we find ourselves at this moment.
2: And the beginning of the coalition uh, building. We're really
0: at—today We today we started the actual— We this the, the, the government started the actual work of formally— setting up the coalition that will be the government. Uh, although these talks have been going on quite a bit behind the scenes, today was the formal process where R- Ruvain Rivlin, the president, uh, left his wife in the hospital, came to the president's residence to uh, start this process together, negotiating who would be the prime minister that would assemble a government with enough seats that we would get to over 60, and then they would be the government of the state of Israel. So the legislature now is more or less solid, solidified, and we have to create a government of seats that are over 60.
2: Yeah? Yeah. So, just to, though we should really just note that we're recording on Monday, and only Wednesday will the actual official, official announcement of the final seats, because... It takes them like a week to um, evaluate and go over and work out the percentages. And make sure um, exactly that there was no uh, monkey business or foilish stick, as we say.
0: Yeah, it's math so, above our pay grade. Although but, there were accusations of real irregularities and problems with the election, so far the investigations aren't finding anything more than the right. Normal. Right, normal stuff that goes on. Yeah. Uh, but right now, as of today, Monday at around a uh, quarter to three in the afternoon, uh, we have Likud at 36, Blue and White at 35, Shas at eight, UTJ at seven. The others are pretty much the same as we thought last week. Right. Chadash Tal at six, Labor at six, Yisrael Beitenu at five, uh, URWP at five, Meretz, Kulano, and Rambalat at four. Right. And a New Right, Yamin Chadash,
2: never made it in. Right. That's a. And they may break. Yeah, definitely going to break. The question is what, where they're going to go, but why definitely? Um, because uh, they you know they 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 set up a new party to like make it in the Knesset and they didn't. <laughs> so well, the but they, the day, they
0: explicitly they knew that by make, creating this new party by breaking away from D and creating their own thing, they said they were laying laying the groundwork for the next
2: election cycle. Yeah, but if you, but that means that means you have to be in the. The Knesset. You right. don't get in the Knesset and then you, you you're know, not laying the groundwork, you're not for, the laying groundwork for anything really. Cycle. Now, it doesn't mean that their political careers are over. They have to go somewhere. But this party, the new right, will have to you – know, Well, really
0: what we're talking about is Bennett and Chakade are going to break up. Yeah, yeah, A professional breakup. Yeah, You maybe think that's inevitable?
2: Uh, no, that I don't ever think is inevitable. Well, they may decide to go together somewhere. Um, But, I mean, that's what the papers are writing now. But who knows? I mean, it's a long time between now and the next election. Yeah.
0: Well, the rumors are that they are going to separate into two separate pieces. To me, that's like
2: now the kind of the non-story of what. Okay. So today,
0: what was unique about the beginning of the process today was that that it was televised.
2: Yeah. It's uh, broadcasted. I don't know if it's televised, but it's broadcasted. Yeah. Um, Which, uh, what does that mean? What's the
0: difference between the word televised and broadcast?
2: Televised is actually on television. I don't know. Was uh, it on television? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't uh, know who uh, looks at television who who looks Nice at television. little <laughs> nuance. there. <Yeah. laughs> but I'm saying, but the but it was public. In other words, again, how does the coalition? How does it work? And this is the most important job of the president. Everybody thinks the president is a figurehead. He does do a lot of figurehead stuff. Official which, by ceremonial, the way, I think, is
0: very important. Which I is think very being important. Being a figurehead is very important. When I, of course, when when, when uh, well, the the landing of the Berisha, uh was both televised and broadcast. Yes. Uh, I mean, it was very exciting. It was obviously, you know, kind of a downer that it, that it crashed at the end, but it was still, it was very exciting. Yeah. You know, to have a vehicle created in Israel crash on the moon yeah. is an amazing accomplishment. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I did not get crestfallen. It was a little, but uh, I got, I got really did. choked up. <laughs> really, One of my kids did. But, wow. you know, Kids were really invested yeah. in this moon. Phase, well, it's because huh? you get very excited. You, get, you know, it's counting down, counting down, and then it disappeared. Yeah. There's an anticlimax there that's emotionally right. upsetting. I think you have to... Also, you have to understand your expectations set properly. But... Uh, no, but I got very choked up at the scenes when they cut to the Bay Tennessee, the <laughs> president's residence, filled with kids. Yeah. Filled with kids who he's brought, you know... so I got so right. choked up. At, at his role as, like, sort of the the daddy of the country i i i guess what i'm trying to, be, to say yeah. i don't like when people say well his important thing is choosing the coalition other than that it's just right. like a figurehead what do you mean just
1: that's a very important role in this, in this in a nation well, if you think about in the united kingdom can you imagine the country without the queen or the sovereign there
0: I, you know to say it, she's just a figurehead america did i i just don't yeah. like the word just And America, by the way, is missing a role like so that, for instance, everybody complained about uh, George W. Bush that when there was the flood in New Orleans that he didn't do enough to go hold their hand. Well, you know, he's a busy fellow. So, I, on the one hand, I feel like there was a sense of a need of like the ni- Abba of the nation to come address it. On The other hand, he's the president of the United States. He
2: so he the, can't. The, he's he's so political, the, right? That well, that's the thing. The idea of the figurehead, whether you call it just or not, the idea of the figurehead is someone above the political fray, right. to bring the country together in, right. in times that's not necessary. So that's actually the same the same function he plays as the president in terms of the election. Correct. Is that he he's supposed to be above the political fray? So there's some who's neutral of course he's always been a politician really but someone who, who's neutral who can then decide what is the best course for the government to well, can to i quote take. him can i quote him yeah.
0: from from the please do i said before the elections and i repeat now a president does not choose a prime minister not one person among the citizens of the country chooses a prime minister but the sovereign chooses a prime minister and the sovereign
2: is the people i uh, love that right he said that in Beit Shemesh. Yeah. For those of you who, uh, <laughs> oh, to the kids, right? The kids, yeah. We did a civics lesson in Beit Shemesh. So, well, but he said it again today,
0: right? To the Likud ministers who are inevitably right. Likud so, is going to
2: right. So the idea here is that you uh, know, spoiler alert: right, we know right. how this is going to end, right? But uh, and his job here is to help navigate the best way to forming a stable government. That's really the. uh, Now there were
0: rumors flying around at the possibility of a unity government where Blue and White and Likud, being the big mama parties, this section would work together. That is exactly. I mean, those are just weird rumors.
2: Yeah, I mean that usually that in the past uh, that usually happens when you really don't have one like strong party like this. Right. So the argument was that since Lieberman... or National. Or, or national need, like overall. But what if Lieberman like doesn't recommend... Right, and
0: Lieberman from Yisrael Beiteinu, which is the secular right-wing party who has in the past not wanted to sit with Haredim, if he would not sit with the Haredim, then you couldn't get a right-wing coalition. It would have to be a unity government. There was this mathematical and somewhat logical we
2: argument that that could happen, yeah. So, Kevin, okay, I mean, in other words, if, you, if, if Lieberman wants to push that... Button, which, by, by the way, was a couple elections ago. That was the yeah. kind of idea. He when... could
1: still do it by taking one of the two big uh, parties within Blue and White out if he could yeah. convince somehow Yeshatid or uh, Benny Gantz's party. Well, that's, know, that's what he did
0: two cycles ago. He right. sat
1: with Yeshatid rather than the Haredim. Well, right. he didn't have a choice because um, Yeshatid and Bennett's party forced him. They forced his hand. Right. Because they, they were a negotiating hand. block together as a there right. were 32 seats together. Right. Uh, this time. It depends. It's probably Lieberman's probably just going to leverage the situation to get uh, at least the defense ministry and uh, probably the immigrant absorption ministry, and, and of course, say yes.
0: All of this started because yeah, this Lieberman resigned from the defense ministry because he's going to he get, get the same with stuff
1: It'll be the same exact government with two less seats. Meet the with, new boss without one lesson. Which is better for right. i B I'm thinking, and he's a bigger party, so it's better for right. him. And yeah. when the indictments come down in a year or so, he'll be stronger as opposed to less strong, which is why we had an election in the first place. Yeah. So we won.
0: And he's trying to woo people one of the one of the uh the choice uh uh the Bra- party. I don't want to say bribery because that sounds too harsh. But one of the things that parties are offering to Bibi to get prime positions in the government is they will help pass laws that protect him from in- indictment for a sitting prime minister.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's kind of that's kind of crazy. Huh? Kind of the word you were using. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the you know nature of politics. So That works. The nature of
2: politics is to is to give and, give and take. Oh, give and take, but yeah. not to protect.
1: Uh, a politician who's broken the law. No. The nature of but, democracy uh, uh, is that nobody should be above the law. Correct. But if you can do it within the structures of how laws are created, then yeah. perhaps the democracy that we have is allowing for that to happen.
2: Right. Well, the, I mean, the, the thing to me that is... The least no, you can't, you can't make a carry. law that puts somebody above the law, which I don't think is what they're doing. I think they're talking about
0: while he's in office. Yeah, yeah. it's immunity yeah.
2: During, mm, while you're prime Minister, While you're so. in office. Theoretically, yeah. after he gets out of mm, office, you could... The president be,
1: of the United States yeah. has that. No, he doesn't. Uh, it depends. He cannot be indicted. Uh, no, it is Justice
0: Department policy to not indict, mm-hmm. but that has never been tested, and it is not law.
2: It's a, it's a, Well, but it's also an argument that the the constitutional lawyers make on both sides. It's never been tested, right? So. Interesting. So it's never been tested. So the
1: precedent, rather.
2: No, which, I'm saying it's a. It,
0: there's. It's it, it, in in Jewish law. We have a concept of lower inu raya yeah. or Loro mm-hmm. inu enu Raya. Because right. it's never been done, does that mean we don't do it, or it just hasn't it just been done, do. but we could do it? Right. Mm. So we're in a weird. It's a, there is no precedent. What does that mean? Does that mean there's no precedent? Right.
2: So all these are matter of legal, Mike. Drop Rabbi Mike. Right. Right. These are all matter of legal right. Legal. Bond. Both America and Israel right.
0: are going through this for the first time. Right. Where there's real.
2: Um. But for, but the idea again. Right. The idea. And the idea of it is that the since the people want him as prime minister and they knew about this, right? So they clearly didn't care, right? Right. <laughs> I
0: think well, uh, whatever it is, what twenty five percent. What argument. Twenty five percent of how much
2: percent 28 Twenty eight, twenty eight percent,
1: something like that. Don't care. Is it not that they don't care? They just care about other things. Or like they they less, prioritize it they less lower. Care.
2: Well, I, mean, I think it's a bad argument because they don't. it's not that they don't care because you can't prove that because he hasn't been indicted yet. Mm-hmm. They're willing to say up until this point, I'm still willing to go with well, It's BB. also, as we were talking about right? in the previous episode, know.
0: democracy isn't based is, on the majority opinion. There right. are rules right. to keep it a majority. And so if the majority right. of people say it's okay for him to be a criminal, that doesn't matter. Right. It's but not. But it's still not a majority. It's just a plurality. And in but, this case, it's 28%.
2: And, and if we go back to other things that we've talked about before is that because Israel doesn't have a constitution, right, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, we go back to that often in these kinds of issues. There's no way really to set it's that. It's harder to nail it down. It's harder to nail that down, yeah. What do you think about the idea
0: of these usually backdoor, you know, smoke-filled room conversations that
2: President Rivlin wanted them to be broadcast? Um, that's a really good question. Uh the question, what well, one one, I mean, there's two issues here, which is we don't really know the answer to. Is he doing it? He, he claims to do it for transparency reasons, right? Um, so for transparency, if he's think, representing
0: the people, the people should see the process, right?
2: That sounds good on the one hand, but I, I, I want to be. I mean, as much as I like President Rivlin, I think he's a great president, and he is really one of like my political heroes in some ways. He has an agenda. All politi- all politicians certainly have an agenda. So is he have also a political agenda trying to push this idea of unity or different things or trying to you know um, and also I think sometimes when you see nuts and bolts that's not also always good because it may give less room for maneuvering. Um, people shouldn't really see, see
0: how laws and sausages right. made. Well, mm. it's not only
2: just the laws and sausages. It just it may mean that the people who are walking to those meetings can't talk as freely as they may have. That's which for may have sure. Been able so I break, would make the following two responses to what you just make said. A, so those those are my cautions, I would say. Those so, are my questions. Uh, here's I don't know, my, I, I haven't come to any. Here's, why,
0: here, here's my uh, – not, uh, not push back to your cautions, but yeah. here's my – Maybe amelioration of your questions. Just because somebody has a political agenda doesn't mean it's a partisan agenda. Yeah, for sure. In other words, if no, his, yeah, yeah, right? Sure. His, if his political yeah, agenda yeah. is unity and a sense of belonging yeah. and a sense of safety and a sense of stability of the institutions, yeah. I do think that should be part of the political mm. agenda of a president. And but
2: then he should be transparent about that.
0: But also, that wasn't <laughs> necessarily the <laughs> right? desire of the then voting. Then he should be transparent electorate. of that, right? I think he is. I think that's he not, is. I think I don't that's know what, if that's his. Saying that I'm doing this for transparency and we expect – one of the things he kept talking about in the broadcast was that we expect unity. The people need – there's been – anytime the election cycle is over, it becomes incumbent, especially on the ruling party, to as much as possible create an atmosphere of unity. So I do think he's been sort of explicit. Uh, and, and and in terms of your second question that people can't speak I, I, freely, I,
2: I, let's not. I, 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 I mean, they, that I mean, if we go into that whole unity question. I don't really even know what that exactly means anymore when we say unity. because I, it's a, it's something that's thrown around a lot, and every prime minister who comes in uses it. I hear but blah blah. What does blah. It exactly mean? Uh, why do
1: yeah? Because it's not realistic in our current political climate in Israel or even so in don't, the global I don't hear political blah, blah, blah. climate. I mean, what does I, unity mean? You have. I'll tell you um okay tell me (laughs) finish your finish your question i interrupted you before you no i just political unity in terms of in israel right now the main political issue is to bb or not to bb so we can't really have unity on that idea because he's such a divisive figure where so many people are rah-rah bb and so many people are no way jose to bb so we can't it's just national unity needs to be based on on some sort of i think uh I'm going to say an idea or a concept at this point Uh, that we can all get around that can move our politics forward. Um, But our politics right now is really stuck on that we're still in the era of BB. And as long as we're in the era of BB and he has political power... Um, then that that's where we are, and unity is kind of just a, a wasted conversation. Politically speaking, I'm not talking in terms of no, no. So politically, is
0: what unites us more than what divides us? That's the question. Do we see ourselves as a whole, with parts, or do we see ourselves as different parts? And that is a subtle difference, and it's hard to measure, uh, you know, in the public consciousness when you've crossed from one to the other. But those are huge differences. E pluribus unum, which is the American. Uh, way of expressing it in latin from the many one the idea isn't that we will have a melting power everyone will be the same the idea is that we will continue to be many but what unites us is more than what divides us right. and so if we agree that this is the nation state of the jews the jews as a nation have come home and after two thousand years rebuilt and if we mean what we say when we sing adikvah, then bbs bb no is really not relevant to making us one whole unit we're having a fight inside the family about how to run its future. And that's, that's
2: normal and that's actually healthy. Well, right? and when you say family, what about the, and you can include the Arabs in that? Yeah. And, you know, 20% minority, Well, I you know, 10 seats in the Knesset is no, no, no sneeze, right? That's a serious— 25% of Israeli know,
0: citizens aren't Jewish, right.
2: and they're also— well, so, I, You can use whatever metaphor I mean, makes you happier if you want to no, connect I just want to the the make family, sure we're together, that cause we get because re- we often talk about families, the Jewish people, so I just want to make sure we're talking about— No, Israel's uh, a broader Israel. Israeli
1: conversation, but I think, you know, Blue and White and Likud, like, uh, policy-wise— pretty similar. Mm-hmm. And a lot of old BB Likud guys jump ship, right? Maybe a
0: bit of different focus and stress and but, prioritization. But getting but...
1: back to your metaphor, can you have a healthy family without healthy parents, right? As in right now, the well, leadership of the family, like, I don't see the heads of blue and white and the heads of Likud or Netanyahu, Gantz, Lipid, whatever. Like, they're not going to co-parent this thing together and... Unless they could do that, but there's the divisiveness of the figure, which is Bibi, that I don't think, even if we all believe in the idea of the Jewish people and sovereignty for the Jewish people and democracy for all, and it's a country for all of its citizens and similar views on security and economy and all this stuff, at the end of the day, I think the main political issue is about Bibi Netanyahu uh, and whether him leading the country is good or not.
0: But that's partially why I'm arguing that the president, that that saying the symbolic you know figurehead aspects of the presidency we say that as like to sit to me when people say that oh it's just a symbol well symbol's a big deal, and the fact that that he does represent the whole people, and that he's playing this role, uniting the people, and he's telling Likud, you have to Some, – I'm calling you on it if you're not – now, your role as Likud is to represent a segment of the population. Your role of the government is to represent the whole people, and I'm going to be there watching to make sure you strike that balance properly as the president. So those sorts of checks and balances are built in because of that built-in tension. But you're, to me, what you're describing is – the difficulty of a democratic nation state. But it's it's a surmountable difficulty and it's a necessary difficulty. It just requires vigilance and a constant re-upping, a, a constant reacquiring of those values. You can't, you as soon as you stop paying attention to those norms and values, your country will fall apart into segments. I do think that's, I actually think
1: Israel is actually doing pretty well. But you didn't predict something, so. you just analyzed the current present that we currently exist in. Yeah. which is the president exists as a stopgap against discords which is detrimental to no, our it. politics and a democracy which is Ruby Livingston does he comes out to protect you know all the tribes of the you have, in a
0: combustion engine you have a thing that's bursting into flames and then you have things that are cooling the engine so oh, there can't be one thing in an engine one thing is making so, it hot and one thing is making it cold so you can't have an engine no an engine is made of different things that have different jobs that then work together and your car can
2: go so so i i fear that our our um Disunity is deeper than just uh, BB um, or BB, to BB or not to BB. That, it, that, um, that we may not have such fundamental, we, we, or I'll put it as saying the positive, that different groups have very, very different, fundamentally different visions of what the state is supposed to look like and what it's here for, and that we cannot bring unity. Um, whether it's the, the idea of what 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 happens with the West Bank, um, or Gaza, what happens with religion and state issues, um, or or economic issues, how we deal with it, there are so many of these different issues that maybe we really have fundamentally different. Visions of what the state, uh, what the state is going to be, well, within the, the the Jewish citizens of the state, but also within the Arab citizens of the state, and the non-Jewish or non-Arab, the other. Well, I'll tell right, you why others, I don't so. agree with you. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I do think that was really an issue, even in the, uh, in the certainly in the seventies and the eighties and into the nineties. Israeli politics was really divided in a way that was unhealthy and that they weren't working towards the same future because they didn't have the same concept of what Israel is. I would argue that one of the things that the second intifada did was it gave a sense of we're all in the same boat and that we we have a sense of what the limits of our options are. Now, in all democracies, there are different visions of steps to move forward. But the feeling of we're all in one boat and ultimately... We we kind of agree that whatever Jewish democracy means, and there are fringes, but the vast majority of the Israeli electorate think that we have to build a Jewish democracy and make that work. And then there's arguments about how to make that work. That's normal. That's it, healthy. Well, it's, yeah. So I guess I think I want to ask Alan something.
2: Okay, but I would, I would just say this one last yeah. thing is, and then is that I think that unfortunately, but again, it's my fear, although I'm not, and those conclusive things that I think about and worry about. I'm um, not something that I necessarily conclude or no, is that our vast understandings of those terms Jewish and democracy and Zionism are so different True. that that it maybe it just keeps us going but that's further. Enough. I, apart. I I
0: would argue so. that, that that those differences way less than the central critical mass of what we agree on it. And that and that when you have at the fringes groups that are saying, we, we want it to be Jewish, we don't want it to be democratic. And you have at the other fringe groups saying, we want to be to be democratic and not to be Jewish, you know, to be, right? Mm-hmm. That is so uh, outside of the realm of the norm of Israeli politics that there's a really healthy consistency of, we may argue about how to balance those two, but there's a lot of agreement.
1: So, what's the aspiration then to ensure this Jewish democracy keeps going? If, you know, or Mike says it's unity is at the core of it, it's continuance, continuity. And Alan, you say, I'm not sure that we can have unity because of our tribal differences. So, are you diagnosing the end of democratic Zionism, or is there a different way that we can coexist with Zionists, non Zionists, anti Zionists as citizens? In the state that is currently called Israel.
2: Um, whew, that's a big question. Just kind of um, popped
1: into my head. <laughs> I mean, well, I yeah, if I'm if uh, I'm uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, if I'm bullish and you're bearish on relig- you know democratic <laughs> democratic Jewish state you know Zionism succeeding, mm-hmm. so what? So you know, what's your alternative, Alan? What do you think is going to happen? So well, well, can, I know. Can I it wanna exist
1: without unity? Is what I want to uh, know.
2: Um, so I think and this is a little bit what mike was saying um i see that we when, when there are times of threats there is this kind of circling the wagons um the the of the co- around core ideas of existence um so i you know that has been a natural thing in israeli history um and, and that's why and we see that that when big social issues when the the security issues are less Big social issues start coming out, and there's much more conflict around them. And then when um, when big security questions come out, those social issues take a back back stand. We even saw that you know in 1973 with the Black Panthers, the Israeli Black Panthers of uh, Sephardi um, right, Mizrahi Jews, um, yeah. Israeli Jews, and then of course it came back in the 1977 elections. It took a few years after the Yom Kippur War. So so those kinds of things. So uh, there is, and I think when when it comes to the very existential. Right? the existential is what we're talking about, so then the, we circle the wagons and we, and we find those places of unity, but I think in terms of vision for a state, I, I'm not really sure and, and I think that that is what is being played out now and what's been played out in the elections now and I mean, it seems like every commentator is saying, this is one of the most dirtiest, difficult elections that we've had um, uh, It certainly has been since I've been here in some ways you could say, but um, and you yourself mentioned the device, divisive figner, figure of Bibi himself. Um, so I, 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 that that's what makes me nervous, and I don't know if that bodes well for shared vision and shared unity. Because well, he um,
1: once, if he leaves the political scene, it would be out of the you know. Well, then predict, Like we, we can easily see be. Blue and White and Likud sitting together, and Blue and White said many times the first call would be to a Bibi less Likud. Isn't yeah the the foundation is there. Uh, perhaps oh, that yeah. this polarizing individual is preventing um, something that is really important. Perhaps yeah, that's hard to know. That's hard well, to that know was very alliterative. Yeah. Yes, what? and what? <laughs> oh, yes,
2: and no, because that's also political. You know, political rhetoric. You know, because they're, they're 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 they want to show. Oh, we we don't we have nothing against the include. It's just the BB thing. So that was part of their tactic. Um, we don't really know, but I, I, I'm just saying we do have these big decisive like. More than fifty percent of Israelis want to annex the ba- the West Bank, or at mm-hmm. least parts of the West Bank, at least the settlements and parts of the West Bank, um, and uh, you know that that that's it, that takes questioning, right? How mm-hmm. how does the other forty? What I don't remember what, what percentage it is of. Um, uh, that that is not against that, right? And how does that work out? Or all the different religious issues that we face um, in terms of the, the control of the Orthodox rabbinate and those. Well, you so. can't
0: imagine a democratic nation state that doesn't have real challenges on how to build their future well. That's built into, the, that's normal. Right. And, that, and you can't imagine that in Correct. a democratic nation state, everyone's going to agree on the solutions to making a more stable, healthy future. That's normal. Correct. Those disagreements are not only... An acceptable problem. They are an enormous asset right. that that authoritarian, totalitarian states don't have. They don't have a broad set of options presented from people of different perspectives right. that then can coalesce to come up with well, right. smart solutions. But wh- so that kind of that kind of the level of let's call it just for brainstorming uh, is 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 an advantage, not a disadvantage. And and quite frankly, I, I think this is. You know, sort of a quantum physics thing. How you observe it defines what it is. You know, Jonathan Haidt writes that his his analogy, I'm probably gonna get the numbers wrong, but human psychology is like 80% based on chimps, but like 20% based on bees. That we have this individual tribal aspect, but then we have this hive mentality where we come together. And he feels that nation states, if they if they if they put the hive aspect as a priority, can control the chimp aspect where we're all tribally working against each other and and so it's it's certainly possible but like communism it requires every generation buying into it in principle that seeing that unity as a as a a stronger deeper reality than the issues that divide us that that, that's really what it is and if you buy that framing if you buy that narrative if you buy that story of a united people, then it works. If you don't, it doesn't. So that sort of, we're not really arguing, it's a quantum argument. If I see it, does it exist? Yes. It's perception. If I perceive its reality, it's real. And so if we talk about it that way, and if we teach our children that way, and we create a culture that way. Now, I do think that to me, with, with you know, B- Bibi has many accomplishments as the prime minister of the state of Israel. I would argue that this is his this is my biggest criticism of him that he doesn't foster that sense of unity he does foster a sense of division the left is trying to attack me and 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 as a prime minister you're not the president but you do have a responsibility as the leader of the not of the likud that's a partisan role the leader the, the prime minister of israel should be a unifying role and i do think he fails i think in the post uh, uh, in the post oslo post second intifada world it's mostly the era of bibi Mostly, the stable. He's created a stable. He's the first person to create a stability, and that's why he keeps winning in the post Second Intifada world. And so he, so he, the way he's done it, some some of it work against what we're talking about today. But he did. He did create a stable. So Israelis have. United with a sense of, okay, we're all in the same boat. And what will happen after that? I don't know. He's not going to be prime minister. Even Bibi can't reign forever.
1: And so... We are mortal, aren't we, human beings? Yeah. But is that an unfair expectation to have of an elected leader? Because in my lifetime, I don't know... Ariel Sharon perhaps was able to unify Israel for a very tiny bit until oh, he only went bec- into a stroke.
2: But also only because, first of all, a very tiny bit, way before s- the stroke. But 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 because we were under threat,
1: right? I we mean, had- the, I mean, his ability to maybe Kadim- Shkol did it
2: with Begin in '67. right, right. So, no, but hard. I,
1: you know, once after the Gaza pullout, he creates Kadima, and they're polling at forty something mandates until he goes into the stroke, and then you know, Omer they get twenty nine in the end or whatever it was, um, and well,
2: that was in Sharon. It was also Perez
1: which is the fascinating it, uh, For thing a, a politician
0: to be a unifier right. is one of the hardest things. They right. all run on it, saying they will do it. But that actually, Few of them can do we're it. i well. talking
1: about like, substan- like substantially, or like there's the actual substance of Kadima was labor and Likud, like coming together. If you look at like, who's in Likud today, right. like, you know, Zeva Elkin, uh and Egbi, those guys were in Kadima. Nachman Shai was a Kadima guy that mm-hmm. went to labor. Right. I mean, Nir Barkat was Kadima, and now he's on Likud. I mean, there's these people that were, they heeded they the call of... Uh, Unity in the Jewish people, and that was a very small window of time. And at least, at least in American politics, I don't, I don't, can't even think of a national political figure which unity. You know, maybe George Bush after nine eleven, but that's it.
0: Well, people don't. I, I think people. Collectively, nations don't love unity as much as they love stability. And right. if you're going to, if in unity often brings stability, if you will sacrifice unity for stability, that's how you end up with tyranny. So it's the job of a democratic leader to come up with a way Balance. to bring stability through unity. Uh, Bibi's not so great at that. Okay, but the next person. Well, eventually, the people get sick of that and they want stability. Good leaders. It's a bit. It's very hard to be a good leader of a nation state in the 21st century.
2: I agree with you. It's very hard. I don't know it was so easy to be a king either, but um, I would say It's good to be the uh, king. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's uh I, I would say that all uh, of this BB stuff is tactical. Yeah. That he seen that you know the way to win is to. Win. <laughs> yeah. Win and win hard. And he's, and I think he sees that he is the most qualified. So that's what, what's important. And he has brought us to an era of economic yeah. and military
1: stability. So for, also, by being divisive and, and, and politically also international. tactical. Also yeah. international. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, I, I think most Israelis agree with that sentiment too. Yeah.
2: Well, that's why they, most Israelis, in the and, day yet, day, and, you know. and yeah. He,
1: and he and, might, that might be true. Like, uh, I'll tell you what else is true. If I'm right.
2: Well, but he's the best, most qualified.
1: I'm just saying in terms of intellect, uh, achievements. It's arguable.
0: But what I'm saying is if I'm correct, then what he's doing is he's letting the unity take care of itself by Israelis feeling so in the same boat that he can play divisive politics, create stability and maintain his power base without being the guy who worries about building that the sense of kumbaya belonging, because he can take it for granted, because since the Second Intifada, Israelis are much more cohesive in a way that you don't have in other nation states in
1: the 21st century. I think Israel's actually doing very well. Right. But commenters on the left would say, but if annexation ap- actually happens, then we might, you know, could I be think the next, what happened to apartheid South Africa will be treated the same way. Although, I don't know. We'll I, I don't see. think, I'm a little more cynical on that. Although the annexation thing could, I'm assuming we'll talk about that on a different podcast. Um, have to wait to see. Uh, we have yeah, to see. we have to wait to see. did promise but that I,
2: he would work towards I, annexation.
0: And I, the last four I years, I don't know, and, know
2: who believes him. So the only thing yeah. I'll throw out there with this is not to discuss, but maybe, but but part Cause of the equation because we have to wrap up. Equation which we didn't talk about. Um, his divisiveness as a figure for world jewelry also. Yeah
1: that That's a podcast. That'd be a yeah. great podcast. Can I can i guest, uh, You're show? in. Guest speak? You're in. Yeah, nice. Yeah. You're in. And how all this will <laughs> be. You're play. not really a guest.
2: You're a. What yeah you're not a guest. You're not a guest. You're a, a panelist. panelist.
1: Panelist. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a nice panel. You can put that on panel your resume. You put that on your resume. On my resume. Oh, <laughs> yeah. cool. Should be like, take a picture and I should tweet it. Hey, I'm on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yep.
0: uh, And uh, by the way,
1: follow for for the like five people
0: who use Twitter and listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Follow Benji; he's a very good tweeter. Oh, thank uh, you. I like following you.
1: I like following you. Oh, I thank. Well, I, I don't tweet
0: as much as you. I'm more watching. I'll tweet mm-hmm. occasionally, but you're a thorough, uh, interesting tweeter. Oh, uh, no.
2: uh, well, I started tweeting a couple. Don't you think, ago? Alan? To if you that? follow news, it's yeah. a great. Tool. Oh, uh,
1: you. There's a whole existence, a universe on no, Twitter that is just—it's like a par—it's a parallel universe. It's to, a different way of to planet Earth what's going on. Yes. Yeah. so
0: you have to know that and not get sucked into it and think I, it's the real I universe. I'll be sucked in. Uh, but it's an interesting parallel news-consuming universe. To understand politics, I think you got to be on Twitter. You really kind of do. That's where a lot of the is happening. Um, so. Awesome. Uh, That's why I talk to you guys. You can tell me what's on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or just listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mm. Thank you, guys. Uh, I guess this episode comes out before Pesach, so everyone should mm. have a wonderful Passover holiday, holiday and break and uh, all good things. And uh, I don't know why I came out the most optimistic guy in this episode. <laughs> That's a little scary. But Isn't that so usually? Am the, I? I yeah. feel like
2: I'm always the guy who's more optimistic. Uh, yeah. All right. More fearful.
0: I guess that's my right. job. It ha- has, ha-
2: has, has to do with being a Holocaust educator also.
0: That's true. <laughs> uh, so thank you, Alan. Thank you, Benji. And of course, as always, thank you, Ben. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, this is the part where I remind you that we are the JU Israel Teacher's Lounge podcast. And it's also the part where I ask you to subscribe, to rate and review us and to share and recommend us in any way you can. Also, we'd love your feedback so we can respond to you on or off the podcast. Thanks so much for listening, guys.